You're listening to a C3 Victory podcast. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au. Grab a seat. Thanks, Silla. Let's hope my little computer, what's it called? iPad thingy. Is going to work for me this morning. Oh, there we are. There we are. So great to be with you this morning. I'm excited about what we are going to be talking about this morning. And I, um, you know what, we're, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. We're kind of in a trilogy. Did you know that? Not the Trinity, we'll talk about that in a minute. But for the last three years, we've talked about an aspect of the Trinity. So this is kind of like the climactic finale of the trilogy that we've been on for the last three years. We did, you know, the Father two years ago and then we talked about attributes of the Son last year and now it's like the Holy Spirit. And so we are finishing off this series that we've been on for years, which is really cool, right? We are growing and learning and as we enter into this Christmas season, I can't think of somebody I'm more excited to speak about, maybe except for Jesus and God, who are on the same playing field, of course. But the Holy Spirit, like, wow, so much in the Holy Spirit to explore. And I think I want to preface my message by telling you that there is so much that we can know about the Holy Spirit. There is so much to learn. And the great thing about the Holy Spirit is that there's always more. And so I want to just talk to you and remind you that what we talk about over the next few weeks is just a small part of the discovery of a relationship and a a life in the Holy Spirit. And so please take what we talk about on a Sunday morning, but explore it yourself. Go to a place with the Holy Spirit because we're going to talk, you know, we talk a lot about Jesus and we talk a lot about God in our Christian worlds and we talk about the fact that we have this amazing relationship with Jesus and we do, like, don't, don't downgrade that. And, and, and the fact that we're going to be with God in heaven forever when we give our lives to Jesus But the Holy Spirit is just as important, but probably less spoken of than God and Jesus. And so this morning, I want to remind us how important the Holy Spirit is and that he has something fresh and exciting for us to discover in him today. So I'm excited about what that looks like. We are going to talk about over the next couple of weeks, a number of things, particularly in the area of peace and power. But this morning, um, I'm going to give you a bit of an intro to the Holy Spirit. And so I'm excited about what that's going to look like. But I really pray that it wouldn't just be words. It's not just something that we can talk about. Because to really understand the Holy Spirit, we have to experience and encounter Him. It's really the only way. You can have all the head knowledge in the world about and and read through the scriptures and find out what they say but life comes through experiencing relationship with the holy spirit basically just giving you my whole message so let's just uh 
But I really feel like I want to remind you that that's what this is about. That's what we're doing. So uh, as an intro, the Holy Spirit is the third person. He is a person in the Trinity. Sometimes I think we will often say it or, um, you know, make some sort of non-personal reference to the Holy Spirit. But just as God and Jesus are people, so is the Holy Spirit. And it's really important we remember that. And so he is the the third person in the Trinity. And if you haven't heard of that word before, really it's just a simple and yet exceedingly complex way to describe the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, who are three people in one. They are three people in one, and they have different functions. That fly is like right in my face. Um, they have different functions, and they, but they are the same person. They are the same in so many ways. They have the same mind, and they operate in different ways. But they are this, they are three people in one. It's like it will blow your mind. So I'm not going to go into a theology lesson about the Trinity this morning. I have just done the subject uh, worldview in masters, and we did one week on the Trinity, and it blew my mind. So. Uh, please feel free to go and explore that a little bit yourself. It will blow your mind, but it will also bring you into a deeper, richer understanding of your relationship with God. And so please make sure that you explore that a little bit. So this whole chapter that we are going to be looking at, uh, or this whole part of Scripture that we're looking at in John this morning, chapter 14, if you'd like to turn there, is a beautiful reminder of the relationship between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There's amazing, rich verses that come out of chapter 14 in John that really give us this incredible picture of, of the relationship that we are invited to participate in as God's people to participate in this beautiful trinity, this triune God that we will refer to today. And we get to participate in that through the Holy Spirit. So we're going to read this morning, John 14, from verse 15. We're going to start and we're going to go to 21. And it says, If you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Holy Spirit, so Jesus is speaking right now, and I will ask the the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you will also live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. So, mighty God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for what you want to reveal to us this morning through your word. More than that, Holy Spirit, we invite you to be a part of what we are doing this morning. Not just someone we are talking about, but Holy Spirit, would you reveal yourself to us in a, in a deeper way today, that we would walk away from here knowing that we are in, in relationship, in community with the most amazing, incredible God. 
Holy Spirit, we just, we love you. We're grateful for you. We're ready for whatever it is you want to do in and through us today, through your word, in Jesus' name, amen. Have you ever had a moment in time where you have felt so alone, so alone that you haven't known what to do? So I want to share with you a moment in my life which I probably would prefer not to remember, but I really felt stirred to share with you today. So when I turned 22, it was my 22nd birthday, I was living in um, a little share house at the junction just around the corner from the Prince of Wales Hotel. And I loved being a part of the action. Like I had some really great housemates and um, they it was just a fun place to live and I was close to the beach, although I hardly ever went because look at my skin, but now I go heaps more. Um, and and so I really found myself in, a, in what I thought was a really great place. And so my birthday came around, I was 22, and I had decided that I was going to go home to Musselbrook to spend some time with my parents and some old friends. But I had this other really close friend, a girl, who I had um, been spending heaps of time with and we'd become really good friends and she was kind of like my best friend. And so we spoke all the time and just, you know, I really liked her. She was heaps of fun. And so we had made arrangements to meet up uh, in Newcastle that evening to celebrate my birthday. I was like, cool, that'd be great. So I uh, went to Musselbrook and did, you know, the family thing and hung out with a few people. Then, you know, we didn't have mobile... Well, actually, we did have mobile phones back then, but we didn't use them to the same extent. You made plans, you assumed people were going to be there, you didn't have to ring and confirm. So I... um, We also used this thing, it's called a landline, for those of you who... (laughs) don't know what that is. Pop, pop around and see me later and I can give you an explanation, although most of us in this room probably do know what that is. Um, and so I had yep, come back from Musselbrook to meet up with my friend. So I went to the place that we'd arranged and I grabbed myself a drink. Of course, I was on time because I'm always on time. Actually, I shouldn't say always because I'm sure there are moments where I'm not. I'm, I try to be. And I sat and I waited and I waited And I waited. And about an hour after I got there, I was like, I don't think she's coming. So this is my birthday. I had turned down other things to do at at Newcastle with some other people because I really thought that this was my best friend and I wanted to spend my birthday with her. And I decided it's probably time to go. So I went home feeling very sad, very dejected, very rejected. And I thought, you know, oh, maybe something happened and I sort of left it and there was nothing for a couple of days. There was no apology, just silence. Until, to her credit, she, I think she rang me. She did it, I mean, it was, you know, not via text, let's just say that. Um, And she let me know that she didn't have room in her life for me and that she had enough friends and so she didn't really need me and so she wasn't going to be hanging out with me anymore. Pretty brutal, right? There you go. Now, don't get me wrong, I had lots of other people in my world but this girl was like a really close friend and I was devastated. I was completely shattered I didn't even really know 
what I'd done, if I'd done something or whatever it was. But she didn't have room in her world for me. So now let's put ourselves in the shoes of the disciples. So this section of scripture is talking about a time where Jesus is saying, hey, I'm not going to be here anymore. Imagine how the disciples are feeling. This is Jesus, who they have spent the last three years with, intimately connected, having meals and conversation and laughs and jokes and learning and being taught and knowing and seeing him move and just an incredible moment in the disciples' lives. And he is saying, guys, I've got to go. I've got to go. I don't know about you, but I would feel completely dejected. (laughs) I'd be pretty worried about what it was going to look like. How I'm going to miss this guy. I'm going to miss him. I'm going to feel so alone when he is not here. Imagine how the disciples would have felt. They would have been unsure. They wouldn't have known what was going to happen. But this beautiful moment comes Because Jesus would have known that this is how they're feeling. This beautiful moment comes where Jesus tells the disciples, guys, you don't have to worry because I'm sending somebody else. I'm sending someone else. And that someone else is the Holy Spirit. And he is going to make you feel like I am right here because he is me. Like we are one. We are God. Right? What a beautiful thing that Jesus does. And, you know, Jesus probably wishes that he could stay in lots of ways. He was human like we are, like, obviously, he was fully human, fully God and fully human. Let's just say that. Because, and that means he would have had the very same emotions that we would, so he probably would have been thinking, I'm going to miss these guys. I'm going to miss this interaction that we have every day. I'm going to miss this. But he has something else that is better for them because he knows that it's better for them to be separated now and come together again in eternity than for him to stay and for these people to not have the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is who we need to be able to do this life well, right? That's what Jesus had done. So the Holy Spirit is the person who was going to help them remember all of Jesus' teachings, guide them into all truth, Um, Because that is one of his roles. He's the spirit of truth, it tells us. But this morning, we're going to explore a couple of different areas about the Holy Spirit. But first, we need to know that relationship with the Holy Spirit is vital. He is in us. The Holy Spirit is in us. How does the Holy Spirit be Jesus' representative on earth? That's our first point this morning. He is in us. He guides us and he directs us. But it's all about relationship. It's absolutely all about relationship. We must have relationship with the Holy Spirit. Like we mentioned before, we talk about having a relationship with Jesus and we talk about having a relationship with God through Jesus. But for us to have a relationship with Jesus to get to God, we need to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. He makes it possible. He makes that relationship possible. And that is how how God has designed it for us. And, you know, Jesus isn't going to be saying, um, sending someone to us who he doesn't think we're going to need. It's Jesus. If he needed the Holy Spirit, we need the Holy Spirit. Oh my gosh, like a hundred times more, we need the Holy Spirit. So he's not sending us some, you know, like thing that's just going to be a 
a side add-on. He's, he's sending us a person who is vital to our very existence as a Christian, right? If Jesus needed him, we need him. But how are we going to know the Holy Spirit if we don't actually pursue relationship with him? How are we going to know the voice of the Holy Spirit if we don't go to him and talk to him? So verse 17 tells us, but you know him, the Holy Spirit we're talking about, for he lives with you and will be with you. We'll talk a little bit more on that later. But needless to say, there's two words in there, for he lives with you and he will be in you. Very, very close words. They're close. They're near, right? So we need to make sure that we are in relationship, in intimacy with the Holy Spirit because we require that connection with him. If we look at the disciples, before they knew the Holy Spirit, they would have been questioning everything. They would have been unsure. They would have been, I mean, they just would have been not really understanding probably, jostling for position. We've seen that. Um, There would have been fear and maybe disillusionment, all sorts of things. And we can probably see a little bit of ourselves in the disciples at times. But when they met the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit was in them, they had new perspective, new power, they had peace, they had purpose, and then they began to change the world. But this came through intimacy with the Holy Spirit. So John 14 verse 6, which is just up a little bit, says, I am the way, the truth, this is Jesus, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. But in verse 16, he tells us that the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. So I don't know about you, but it makes sense to me that the Holy Spirit leads us into relationship with Jesus, who is the truth. The spirit of truth leads us to the truth, right? So that we can have relationship with Jesus who then leads us to the Father and therefore we are blessed to be in community and relationship with the triune God. Just take a second to think about that. I don't know about you but that just makes me so incredibly honoured to be in relationship with the Holy Spirit in a way that brings us into relationship with Jesus and God. He's vital to us. So there are two terms that we are here used for the spirit in the Bible. And the first one is the Hebrew word for spirit. And that is ruach. Right. Ruach means breath, wind, spirit. The Spirit of God breathes life and vitality into people, right? And into things, not even necessarily us, but into creation and all sorts of things. And the other term is the Greek term for spirit. Do you know what that one is, Brad? Parakletos. Parakletos. And that's the Greek term, which means comforter, helper, advocate who empowers believers and is alongside as our advocate. Now, we're going to talk about that because I want to focus on that term, the, um, the Holy Spirit as our advocate, because he is there for us. He is here right now for us. So the Holy Spirit has been around since he's just always been around, right? He's, he's here. Um, And we see reference to him in Genesis where he hovered over the waters. The Spirit of God hovers 
over the waters and he breathed life into people. We see him in the Old Testament where um, he was a source of power that came on people for particular seasons. Um, It might have been that they needed to do a particular thing. We see right at the end of Samson's life, the Holy Spirit came upon him again. It's very sad, the story of Samson, where he realises he he doesn't even realise that the Holy Spirit's le- that the Spirit of God's left him, but he does have a moment at the end of his life where he comes back upon him, where he's able to um, destroy the temple, and so uh, we see this happen at different times in the New Testament. This is what Jesus is introducing the disciples to. It's no longer like that. The Holy Spirit is actually accessible twenty four seven for each of us. Each one of us. And that is what um, Jesus is introducing them to there. So uh, there's a, a quote from the New American Bible commentary that says, Jesus knew very well that the requirement of love and keeping his commands would necessitate a resource of divine proportions and accordingly he prayed that his followers would have another resource. That's pretty cool, right? Jesus knew we would have needed something of divine proportions to be able to help us to love and keep his commands. And while Jesus was on earth, we see, but you know him for he lives with you, we see that the Holy Spirit was with the disciples the whole time. He He was living with the disciples through Jesus He was right there alongside them. But Jesus is now referring to the fact that he will be in you, which is what happened at Pentecost when the Holy Spirit was released to be in people every single day, all the time. So when Jesus left, he would take up residence with the people, in the people, not just alongside, but actually within. When you give your life to him, you are given the gift of the Holy Spirit immediately. It's not a, it's not a, you know, a thing you've got to earn. If you give your life to Jesus, you have got the Holy Spirit right there, right then, in that moment, immediately. It's not a thing that we have to run and find. He um, is also, I guess I just wanted to remind us that we can't earn him, but um, he's also not our helper who is like our slave, right? He's not a helper who... um, who we get to call the shots with and be like, hey, Holy Spirit, I'd really like a red Lamborghini, so can you just make that happen? Or, hey, Holy Spirit, that person's being really mean, can you just give them what for? Um, You know, that's not actually what the Holy Spirit is there for. He's not our slave. He's actually there to help us to become our very best selves. He is there to help us to find the truth in Jesus and go on our transformation journey with him to help us experience the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, you name it. He helps us experience it because that is who he is. But these gifts that we have from God, we can't take it lightly. He is a gift of God that will never go away. He marks us forever. So please, we can't take him for granted and we must lean in to the Spirit of God in our day-to-day. We need to lean into relationship with the Holy Spirit so that we can become more like Jesus. We need to lean in because we find freedom in the Spirit of God. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. 
And when we have the Spirit of God living in us, we have freedom accessible to us. And sometimes we are bound up, not because the Holy Spirit doesn't want to free us, because we keep ourselves bound up. But we need to lean into the Holy Spirit and allow Him to free us from the things that are binding us. um, The Holy Spirit brings us freedom to love people like Jesus loves them. He brings us freedom to see the old transformed to new, freedom to know the power of the cross. We find life and freedom in being able to live the way that God designed and created us to live and not bound by the world. We are given freedom to know the mind of Christ and have our own mind transformed to be like this. We have freedom to operate in the same power that raised Jesus from the dead now And every single day we want to. We are in relationship with the Spirit and we need to lean on Him as our helper every day. It's going to look different to the world. The world's going to lean on other things. The world's going to lean on self-reliance and independence and money and strength that doesn't come from God. But we know the Spirit of of God. The world will work against the Spirit, but we as His children are working with Him and He is working for us, let me tell you. The Holy Spirit is at work in us so that we are able to do the work of God. Where we run into trouble is where we try to do things in our own strength and we don't lean on the Spirit. We just try to do things because God made us incredibly capable people. But we need the Holy Spirit to live our very best life. We need the Holy Spirit to make sure that we have the peace through all of life's circumstances. We need the Holy Spirit to know all of the joy and the fruit and all of those things that we talked about before. And we don't have to beg. We just have to actively lean in to all of those things that the Holy Spirit has already given us every day. You know, coming up to Christmas, I want you to just imagine for a moment a gift. And you might have heard something similar to this before. Bear with me. I want you to, to just think about the fact that you have been given a gift. It's beautifully wrapped. It's perfect. And it's been given to you from somebody who loves you excessively. So you're excited about what that gift is going to be because they know you so well and you know that they are generous and you know that they are kind. And so you know that whatever is in that gift is incredible. And you've got that gift and they give it to you and you pop it under the Christmas tree and Christmas Day rolls around and you go to the Christmas tree and you grab the gifts that have been have your name on them and you unwrap them. But that one that you um, know is from this incredibly amazing person who loves you dearly, you're like, well, they love me so much, it might actually be too good to open. So I'm going to leave that gift under the tree so that I don't wreck it because what if it's like some amazing thing that I, I, I wreck as soon as I open it and I'm going to make a mess of it or you know what, I don't know, I don't know whether I can open it. I just think I'm going to leave it there. It looks really pretty. I know it's mine. It's got my name on it. It's fine. I'm just going to leave it there and we'll just, we'll just let it go. You know, some of us treat the Holy Spirit like that. 
as a gift that we have been given and yet we don't know the depths of it. We don't, of, of him, we don't know the, we can't delve into him because we put him on a shelf and we think that he's not able to be, or we think he's too hard or we think he's too messy or we think he's too uncomfortable or we're not exactly sure because you know what, if I let my life open to the Holy Spirit, what if he tells me to move to Africa? Right? I don't know. You guys might love to be told that. I don't want to be told that because I don't know Africa. Okay? What if he told you to move to Timbuktu? I don't know. Anywhere. He might. What if the Holy Spirit tells you to go and love that neighbour that was really mean to you yesterday? I don't want that. Sorry, God. I'm not going to. I'm not going there. Sometimes we are scared about what the Holy Spirit what we think, what we perceive the Holy Spirit is going to say to us, what we think it's going to mean if we allow the power of God to work through us. What if he tells me to go and pray for that person in a wheelchair? You know, God is kind. Can I remind us of that? He doesn't give us gifts that are going to be horrible gifts. In fact, the Holy Spirit is the most incredible gift. And if we just allow ourselves to be open to what he wants to do, that is going to be incredible. It might be a little bit scary at times, sure. Because everything that's unknown is scary at some times. But we don't have to give in to fear. We just have to allow the Holy Spirit to move through us. And he takes us on the journey. We get to practice. You know, he doesn't expect us to have it all perfect. And there will be times where we say, sorry, I can't do that. And the next time it comes around, we'll give it a much better go because we'll know that he has built up. We have this relationship that we have built up with the Holy Spirit where we know he's not going to let us down where he has the big picture in mind and he has got a plan for every single one of us and he needs to use us and he needs us to be able to be worked through so that the world can know the amazing power, the amazing goodness of a God that loves them so, so incredibly much, right? That's what the Holy Spirit is there to help us do. And you know what? Maybe there are some people here today who have been fearful about letting the Holy Spirit into their hearts, into their world, in the way that God has designed him to work. And I want to just ask you to ponder that for a moment. And I would put my hand up to say there have been times in my life where I've absolutely been fearful. I have been one of those people who has been like, oh my gosh, what if he asks me to go and pray for that person and they don't get healed? What am I going to do then? But I also know that in those moments he loves me and that he is gracious towards me and he is kind toward, and he leads me to a place where I am in a deeper connection with him. And I also know that there have been moments in my life where I have leaned into the, to the whisper of the Holy Spirit and have seen him prophesy through words as I'm having a conversation with somebody in a cafe that I'm not even meaning to prophesy. And I hear these words of the prophetic speaking and calling out greatness. And they're like, what are you saying? And I'm like, I don't even know. It's just coming. It's just coming. They're like, keep going, keep going. <laughs> Because the Holy Spirit wants to use us powerfully. And when we trust him, he will. Yeah. You know, this gift that we have been given is the relationship that we have with the Holy Spirit. And we just get to pursue him every day. 
we just get to pursue him. He will make the world, the distractions, all be overshadowed. Is there anybody else here who hates being interrupted? My kids, I, I, I kid you not, have the most uncanny ability to interrupt me at the most inopportune moments. Anybody relate? Is it just an, like, it's unbelievable. I am shocked at the talent that they have. I feel like there should be some uni degree and they could be lecturers for it because shivers, they're amazing. And like you, I probably think interruptions are the worst. I'm not great with interruptions. Yeah. <laughs> Love you, Brad. It's really annoying sometimes, right? Because you're in the flow and you're like, ah. But do you know what I have found? The Holy Spirit is the great interrupter in the very best possible way. The very best possible way. We need to allow the Holy Spirit to interrupt our day. Because the Holy Spirit stops us when we start thinking about something that is not what we should be thinking or about ourselves in a way that we should not be thinking about ourselves. He will interrupt us with the truth of Jesus. The Holy Spirit will stop us when we are in the middle of a gossipy conversation. Oh, it's, it's facts, God. It's not gossip. And the Holy Spirit convicts us and says, stop saying whatever you're about to say. Just stop. Because that's not actually life-giving. What you are doing now is what my word says don't do. The Holy Spirit will stop us when we are having other thoughts that about people or about our life or whatever it might be that are not in line with his word. He is God. He will bring us back to the word of God, right? He interrupts, sometimes even interrupts a quiet moment that we have, parents. And we're like, come on. I've got five minutes to drink this cup of tea if you're a tea drinker. But the Holy Spirit will interrupt that moment, not because he's trying to be annoying, but because it's just the only moment you've stopped all day to listen to what he might be able to say. And he's got a space where he can say, hey, I love you. Hey, do you know how amazing you are? Hey, you know that thing you said to that person the other day? That really spoke to them. Because the Holy Spirit just wants to talk to us. He just wants to converse with us and commune with us and love us. And oh, he just has so much to say. So we need to be in relationship, though, so that we can recognize the voice. So we can recognize the interruption as not being something that's annoying, but actually something that's going to be real life-giving to us. I love that the Holy Spirit interrupts me to give me more of him. So today, do not let your hearts be troubled, not about anything, because the Holy Spirit is our helper and our advocate. He is in us and for us, and he will use us for other people as well so that they will come to know him as we press into relationship with him. So I ask you this morning, can you hear him today? Do you want to know him? I'm going to leave some space. We've got some time. And I really want to leave some space this morning so that we can press into the Holy Spirit. Because like I said to you before, 
it's fine. And you might be thinking, oh, you know what? Yeah, great points, Jez. That's, they're awesome points. I'm going to remember those this week. But I can guarantee you, if you have a moment of encounter with the Holy Spirit, that can change the rest of your life, not just this week. And that's what we're going to do this morning. But first, I just want to ask you, do you know Jesus this morning? Because the Holy Spirit wants to help you to know Jesus afresh this morning. John 3, 5 says, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and of the Spirit, he can't enter the kingdom of God. The Holy Spirit is the new life and power that comes when we give our heart and our life to Jesus. So if that's you this morning, if with every eye closed, just give people a moment of privacy today to be able to check their hearts. Do you know Jesus this morning? Maybe you did know Jesus ages ago. Maybe he's just been waiting in the wings for you to say, hey, you know what? I'm ready for a relationship with him again. And Christmas time, I can't think of a better time than right now to give your heart to the Lord again. So if that's you this morning, would you just mind giving me a little wave so that I can see you and I can pray with you at the end of the service? I don't want you to feel embarrassed or unsure because you know what? All that matters is you and God right now. And you'll feel a little tug in your heart. That's the Holy Spirit. Just allow Him to bring you into a fresh relationship today. That's you. Thank you, God. Just give me a little wave so that I can see you. Thank you, Jesus. you know what we're going to stand together and if you you will know if you have been what we call baptized in the spirit right and baptized in the spirit is when we allow the spirit of God really to be activated to a whole new level in us and this morning if if and one of the signs that can often come with that is speaking in tongues praying in tongues which is just us praying to God through His own language. What an incredible privilege we have. So if you have that gift this morning, I want to encourage you because this is one of the practical ways that we can directly commune with the Holy Spirit. And so if, that's, if, if you have that gift this morning, you have that ability, please would you just begin to pray in the Spirit of God. And maybe you don't have that gift, but maybe you would love it. Well, there is this, this natural yearning of the heart that desires relationship with the Spirit. And we can get up, caught up in the fact that, well, I don't pray in tongues. Well, do you know what? That's not necessarily an indication that you have not been born again of the Spirit. Okay, but you will know. And so if you want a fresh baptism of the Spirit this morning, this altar is open and we're going to pray for you and believe for a new power. If you are unsure, or maybe you just need a fresh infilling of spirit power today because you're tired and you're done with this year and you just have had a shocker and you just need to know the presence of the Lord is close to you. Well, we want to pray with you this morning. So we're going to take some time. We're not going to rush this. We want to encounter the person of the Holy Spirit in a powerful way today. The Holy Spirit is the love Proceeding from the Father and Son in spirit baptism, the very love of God is poured into our hearts. 
and we all need refreshing. So why don't you press in this morning? I believe that there's going to be people who are going to hear a word from God. There are going to be people here who are going to hear a scripture come into their mind. There are people here who are going to feel uh, oppression lifting off their minds, lifting almost like a physical, there is going to be physical healing as you press in to God this morning. You know, we don't have to stand and pray because with you necessarily, we can absolutely, but the Holy Spirit is more than capable as we press into Him. So we are going to just go there today. So can you do that? Will you press in this morning? Allow relationship, allow Him to rise up in you. Press in and hear what the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you this morning. And if you want prayer for anything, spirit baptism, refreshing, someone to stand with you, please come forward and we're going to pray for you. Come on, let's, let's just press in. Thanks for joining us for the C3 Victory Podcast. We would love to see you at one of our services. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au or check us out on Facebook or Instagram.